Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm sitting here with author Erica Joyce Neath, who's written a really, really cool children's book that I think is extremely important and really needed. But I want her to tell me all about it. Hi, Erica. How are you today? Hello. I'm good. Like we said, we're recording a little tired, but we're here doing well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's early morning for both of us, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's let's go ahead and dive into your book. It's called Adeline Plays Many Ways. Can you go ahead and just tell me about it? Of course. Yeah. So it's a children's book designed to capture more representation. And what I mean by that is, so I have chronic pain. I have an ankle injury stemming from years of physical therapy, a couple different surgeries. Long story short, my ankle is as good as it's going to get. It is cranky at best and really swollen and painful at worst. And so my nephews want to understand that experience, right? They they want to know what version of, they call me Aunt E, so they want to know what version of Aunt E they're going to get at any given time. You know, are we going to play? If so, what does that look like? They refer to it as being sick. So the questions I get are like, how sick are you? And these questions started when my oldest nephew was two. So I'm not talking about like eight, 10, 12 year olds. I'm talking about like little ones that want to just have fun. And they also want to understand. And he loves stories. He loves all kinds of books. He loves learning from different characters. And when I couldn't really capture for him what it's like to do the ups and downs of my day, basically in chronic pain, I turned to stories. And I searched all different types of things, you know, chronic pain, children's book, children's book with invisible disabilities. Mm -hmm. They're definitely out there and there are some wonderful stories, but I didn't find any of them that really navigated it in terms of the secondary character. So a lot of them were based on like mom has this thing and it affects the child or grandpa has Alzheimer's or, you know, sometimes we feel sick. Sometimes we have cancer, things like that. I wanted one that really focused on like the person going through the experience with the person that has pain. So Adeline, she's five. That's the main character. And it's about how she plays many ways, depending on how her uncle Everett is feeling. And Everett is in reference to me. And Adeline calls her uncle Everett, uncle E in reference to how my nephews call me Aunt E. So it's been really special to share and essentially just kind of increase representation across the board, whether that be aunts and uncles, different family dynamics, whether that be just navigating life through a story. A lot of children's books are kind of how to, how to understand or what specifically is happening. We don't find out about Everett's pain until later on in the story. So we just kind of watch them as they prepare for the park, go to the park, navigate Mm -hmm. that, and then reflect on their day. I love that description. Thank you so much. I can relate to having to talk to a two-year-old and a four-year-old almost on a daily basis. So their curiosity is it's immense. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like that you decided to go this route where 
it's a children's book instead of kind of like a kind of like a self-help book for adults to read. I, I think this is brilliant. So how was it writing this, the process of having to navigate the pages since it's a, it's a children's book? Yeah. I think the, my biggest like tool was that I knew I wanted to get the story published. And by tool, I mean like that was my motivator because it was hard. It was hard and I knew it was going to be hard. I think the big thing for me was like, I don't, I'm an educator at heart, but like, I don't love learning. Like I don't love taking on new things and like diving (laughs) off the deep end into challenge. And that sounds horrible, but like most of us adults are comfortable with kind of same old, same old dabbling in something new here and there. Mm -hmm. But in terms of taking on this whole, how to write a book, I mean, I, I like had the topic. I wrote the story night one, the second night I edited it, it was done. And I was like, how to hire an illustrator, how to hire an editor, how to, I mean, I'm just Googling, like, how do I do the next steps? Because I felt like the writing came organically. And the hardest pieces for me was like, well, what do I do? And also who can I tap for like advice when I don't know anybody that is in the Mm. industry? And then also how can I make sure that the story stays intact to what I wanted to represent while also getting feedback that would really take it to the next level. So what I mean by that is like, I didn't just want to be this at the time I was going to self-publish and I, and I actually work with a publisher now, but at the time I didn't want to have this story out there. And then people are like, Oh, cute. It's a nice story. And, and then they never right. read it again. Right. right. I, I don't need to be a best-selling author. I don't, I'm not quitting my day job, but I, I just kept thinking like, would I want this book on my shelves? And if so, like, what are the key components that I need? So when I hired my editor, I told her like, I'm super open to any and all feedback. I also would love to hear like the rationale behind different things. So she was looking at both like copy line editing as well as developmental editing. And part of what I wanted her to weigh in on for the developmental side is like, you tell me like, Hey, you introduce this character at the beginning and then you circle back, but it felt like we were missing something at the beginning and here's why. And here's what I think about that. Or, you know, there were times when she said like, Hey, would a five-year-old know this word about the playground? And I was like, maybe, maybe not, but like, let's include it because that's part of the book. Cause I don't want it to just be like, Hey, we're jumping. I wanted it to feel like, you know, there are some more challenging words for little ones, things like that. And then the big thing for me was representation and having it feel organic. So Mm -hmm. at no time did I want to start the book saying, this is Everett and he has chronic pain. Let's learn about him and Adeline. No disrespect to any books that are designed that way. I definitely think there's a time and place for those stories. I knew my book, I really want, I was picturing it sitting down with my nephews and now my nieces at the time. But like, I was thinking, gosh, what type of book would I want to read with them? And I kept coming back to a story. I want there to be some room for interpretation and some literal explanation about what it's like. But for the most part, I just want it to feel like anybody could enjoy the story, whether you're just looking at the cover and you're intrigued Mm -hmm. or whether you have pain or whether you have an uncle or like, I just wanted anybody to feel like they could pick it up and learn something and invite their own questions. This is great. I think this is a lot more than just entertainment of a book, though. I think it's mm-hmm. there are lessons learned and there's there's some sort of guide through a really great storytelling. 
mm-hmm. um, avenue. So I I love this. How was it developing the character of Adeline or Everett? How was that? Mm-hmm. Or big differences between the two, of course. How was it? I really appreciated designing each of the characters. I knew some of the priorities that I wanted. One of them being that I didn't want them to be the same race. I wanted there to be some room for interpretation in terms of like aunt or an uncle relationship and a niece relationship. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they, you know, their skin tones are the same. I've never like explicitly called that out. There's no moment for that in the book, but like Mm -hmm. that's part of the wondering, right? I knew that I wanted them to mostly reflect myself and my nephew. So I felt like the story just kind of domino effect. Like I had one thing and then they all kind of fell into place. I wrote it based on the questions that I get from that I got from him at the time, which we couldn't find anywhere in a book. And then I also wrote it based on my own experience of navigating the park. So for example, one of the questions that Adeline asked after the park is, Hey, does uncle Everett like playing with me? And grandma, her grandma Aww. says like, Oh, thanks so much for sharing. Like, I, I appreciate that. And also like, I can tell you, he absolutely loves playing with you. How he plays and what he plays varies, which is why Adeline learned to play many ways. And that's my own experience of like, I want to be the fun running around, crawling on the floor, being goofy and silly and having a thrill. And that's kind of what I pictured mm-hmm. growing up is like, I'm we really close do, to right? my sisters. And I thought I'd be this energetic friend to my sister's kids. And I am, but I also have my limitations. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, you know, I, I get questions like, what can you do? Or can you play this game? Or can we read a book together? Or, hey, can you sit on the bench and watch me climb up the play structure? And so the characters themselves, I think they just flowed. It felt okay. I think the only pieces that I was trying to figure out is how do I make sure that I represent each of their points of view without it feeling forced? So okay. like Everett prepares for the day and he's feeling a little nervous and Adeline's just like, yay, she's like an elated little five-year-old thinking right. about the park. And I wanted to capture each of those dynamics because it is both and it can, it can be both, right? Like I can have my feelings about how I'm preparing for a park outing with them and so can they. And also we have feelings about what that's going to look like and disappointments, understandably so. What age range would you say is your primary focus for this book? It's so funny when I get that question because yeah. my first my first inclination is to say anyone. But I think but I think it works even if I'm reading to let's say a 12-year-old. Even though yes. a 5-year-old's asking this question, these are all relevant questions. So totally. I I understand. I get it. Yeah. I think the target range is probably 3 to 7 in terms of like the kids relating to Adeline. The distinction for me is that I wrote it so like I could see myself represented and also so other adults could see themselves represented. And I wanted a story out there that say I meet somebody, they have chronic pain and their kids are understandably so they don't know how to do that with mom or, you know, they're trying to figure out what that looks like and why is mom resting again? I wanted her to, you know, help me with my schoolwork. I wanted a story out there that spoke to adults as well. Something that Mm -hmm. could kind of invite conversation and questions. So when I say anyone and everyone, I'm like, I don't know. I think it's good for adults, but generally the target range for, for kids is definitely that three to seven. Although I did read it to a a sweet class of, of third and fourth graders and they loved it. 
Like they had so much fun, which is super sweet. And I know that (laughs) I'm a former third and fourth grade teacher, ironically too, totally different schools and states even, but those are the grades that I taught. Mm -hmm. And we had so much fun together. I think just because there's like, you know, you can access the story and then you can ask deeper questions or kind of stretch your understanding. And it's also just fun to be an author. I mean, kids Kids think authors are celebrities. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll accept that. Well, I I think so too. I think authors are definitely like the bread and the butter. And I always think they should be the bigger celebrities than the actual celebrities. But anyway. <laughs> That's kind of um, so I love the character of Adeline. Are you wanting to do more beyond this book of this character or What are some plans in the future? This is like such a great question. I'm like, yes to all of the above. Like, yes, I want (laughs) to write a story that captures Adeline again. Yes, I'd like to do other characters. The big hurdle for me is honestly the financial commitment. Mm -hmm. It costs a lot of money to get a book out there. And then also in terms of my time and energy. So I work full time. I want this book to do well. I writing the story is fine. Now I have an editor and now I have an illustrator. It's just mostly the like, how do we get it up and running in a way that doesn't kind of overdo my capacity? And what I mean by that is to be totally honest, I had it in my mind that I would like write a book 2022, 2023, like promote it, share it, write the next book behind the scenes. The next book would be off and running 2024. Uh I'd announce the next book. And I'm like, okay, I have to slow that down. And I purposely have not even written like even in a draft, the new story, because I want to make myself honor my capacity. I mean, part of having pain is like, I never know how I'm going to feel at any Mm -hmm. given time. There's a lot of wonderful authors out there, particularly children's book authors who are kind of like hustling and making this their thing and getting story after story out. And I've accepted that that can't be me because like I am kind of after a different journey, right? Like I want to increase representation. I want folks to see themselves included in stories. I want it to feel a little bit more organic. And so I don't want it to become the drill and kill getting books out. With that said, I have so many ideas and I really want to make it happen. (laughs) So stay tuned. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Well, I hope you come back and talk to me about your next books whenever you get your next one published and things like that, especially Mm -hmm. with Adeline. I think her character is just, just amazing and Mm-hmm. And we want to see her grow up kind of thing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. The the kiddos that I saw at that author visit, that school visit, like I was saying, they asked me about that. Like they were like, can we see Adeline like when she's older? And like, when she, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Got some ideas in the works and we'll see how it comes about. But yeah, I'd love to come back. Thank you. Hey, I love that when authors get really excited about new ideas and things like that, because it it makes us even more excited to to continue being a fan. And we get to see the beginning stages of another book. So I think this is mm-hmm. brilliant. So Erica, where can we get your book? Yeah, so feel free to follow and find my website, ericajoyceinc.com. And then there's different links from there to find the book. Right now it's on Amazon, available as an ebook and paperback. And then we should have the hardcover out anytime. And Rebel Heart Publishing is working to get that out. And then also it'll be available across other platforms in due time. So that's why I say feel free to go to my website. And then from there you can find the link. 
And then you're also welcome to follow me on any socials. It's Erica Joy Smith on Instagram as well as Facebook. And although my primary account is definitely Instagram, it's hard to manage lots of different Oh, yeah. Lots of different socials. I'm like, you can find me on this one and I will for sure Just stick to this one up. then. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like threads. I'm not joining. It's, we're just going to keep it Instagram. It's kind of a weird transition moment with threads. I would say we're at that weird moment. Like, should we, should we not? You know, it's going to yeah. be the same thing over and over. We'll see, I guess. But anyway, so any last minute thing you want to say before we go today? Thank you. I think that's probably what everybody Hi. says. I guess I just encourage any listeners, like if you're kind of like, oh, I don't have anybody in my life that has an invisible disability or that would read the book. That's another reason to purchase it and to share it with somebody to increase representation, pop it in a little library, share it with a little neighbor friend. Um, not because I want a sale, but because like we want to see ourselves represented. So thanks all. Yeah, that that's really important, I would say. And especially... With kids around that toddler age, I think their mind mm -hmm. is like a sponge. Well, thank you, Erica, for coming by today and telling me about Adeline, telling me about Uncle Everett. And I mm -hmm. like how that's kind of like your version in the book of you. <laughs> so that's mm -hmm. so clever. And I thank will you. let you go. Have a wonderful day. And I hope I get to talk to you again. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Oki. Good to connect. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast. For a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then.